welcome to another exciting podcast from Sydney Life Church. And now, here's Pastor Tom Ingalls. Hallelujah. Praise God. I've got quite a lot to get through today because I want to cover a little bit of fasting and I want to cover a little bit of praying in the Spirit. And Kirsty actually brought it up today and she didn't even know I was going to minister on this. So I may be a little bit longer, but it's going to be good. I'll go through it as quick as I can because we're going to get into fasting. Fasting is a form of worship. It's actually a big deal. What fasting does is it basically says, God, what I'm going to do for a certain period of time, I'm going to put you first and me second. And usually it's in terms of food. So I'm going to put food second. I'm going to put TV or whatever it is that you like. You're going to separate that time and put it second in your life. So it's, it's quite important. <clears throat> so um, it's a form of worship. You're basically saying, I seek you first and me second. And I want to increase my... It's not so much your relationship with God. Fasting doesn't make God work for you different. What fasting does is, fasting doesn't you know, change God's mind about something. His mind is already made up about everything. But what fasting does, it makes you sensitive to God. So fa- I guess like everything, fasting is actually designed for you to prosper. Amen. So <clears throat> that's what that's all about. It's interesting, I'm going to read this to you from the message translation. Get some insight into this regarding the life of David and and the whole prayer and fasting thing. I'll read it to you from the message, but this is from Psalm 63. And he says there, God, you're my God, I can't get enough of you. I've worked up such hunger and thirst for God, traveling across dry and weary deserts. So here I am in the place of worship, eyes open, drinking in your strength, in your glory and so you can drink in God's strength and God's glory when you thirst for God so really what fasting is it's basically saying I'm thirsting for more results amen how many of us are like that I can put my hand up I'm actually thirsting for more results I want more results and so David knew this he understood this and he says Drinking in your strength and your glory. So it's a time when you will, although you may be hungry in the natural, you will actually, it works in the opposite. You will actually take in God's strength and God's glory. Amen. That will be released at the right time that you need it. It's all designed for you. So he says, in your generous love, I am really living at last. My lips uh, brim praises like fountains. I bless you every time I take a breath. My arms wave like banners of praise to you. I eat my fill of prime rib and gravy. I smack my lips. It's time to shout praises. This is from the message translation. He says, if I'm sleepless at midnight, I spend the hours in grateful reflection. Because you've always stopped for me, I'm free to run and play. So basically, it's, yeah, this is great. I mean, I know it might be a little, you know, it's picturesque language, but it gets it. Gets it it across. It's almost like God's always running after you, you know. God's always actively involved in your life. This is a time when you're actively involved in his life where you're just going to pause. You're just going to pause and take time to actually focus on God. So, what does fasting do then? It's so powerful. It deals with immovable mountains, areas in your life that won't surrender. There's areas in your life that are very resistant To change. And what fasting does is fasting seems to deal with those things. Stubborn influences, things that's never changed for years. Fasting will tackle those things. The disciples couldn't uh, deliver a little epileptic boy. You remember the story? 
And uh, the father came and he pleaded and uh, he was, I guess he was disappointed. Goes to Jesus and Jesus says this. He says, because of your unbelief, your little faith, um, for assuredly I say to you, if your faith is a mustard seed, now listen to this carefully. If your faith is a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So Jesus is saying something here. He's saying that little faith can move mountains. If we could get a hold of that, my goodness. Even faith is a grain of mustard seed. Little faith can move mountains. But this kind of stuff you're dealing with, and he's referring to the epileptic boy, which is demonic influence. He's saying this kind uh, needs fasting and prayer. Amen. In other words... It doesn't mean that you're demon-possessed, but there's demon influences that influence all of us. And sometimes that stuff hangs around for years and years and years and can't seemingly be moved through normal prayer, etc. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, So what he's saying here is, and God will show you this. This is where this time of just resting in God will help you to understand what is God actually highlight in your life right now? What is some of the stuff that, or even some of the stuff that you don't want to face? Because some of us get so tired of fighting the same battle over and over again, you just basically give up. So you've left, you put that in the shelf. Well, when you go to, when you get into this time of fasting, the Holy Spirit will come and say, let's take that thing out of the shelf and let's put it in the top. Let's make it very visible. Let's deal with this issue in your life. Amen? So, certain things that will not move except prayer and fasting. So what does this mean? Putting it in another way, it means that permanent deliverance, permanent deliverance, might only come with prayer and fasting. Permanent deliverance. Permanent results. Permanent results might only come with prayer and fasting. You remove cyclic problems that affected you for years. Isaiah 58.6 kind of covers this. It says... Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, that you break every yoke? So what should you do then? You should write down immovable mountains at the start of this fast. When you go home this afternoon, write down stuff that's been actually immovable for years and years and years. Stuff that will not go away. Stuff that really hassles you. Stuff that you can't talk to anybody about except God. You're really bothered by this. This is a hassle in your life. This is a mountain in your life. Write it down. And bring that thing before God. Move that mountain this week with your prayer and fasting. What does it do in the spirit realm? Prayer and fasting in the spirit realm. Fasting will create havoc in the enemy's territory. See, When you fast, you're you're moving into a different dimension. You're moving into a higher realm of spiritual dimension. It's very, very powerful. It shakes the kingdom of darkness, fasting. It's a miracle. This is part of the mystery of God. This whole thing is a mystery. You might say, how does it all work? Well, it's a mystery, but that's what 
coming into the kingdom is all about. It's a mystery. We can't explain it. We can't explain why saying, you know, giving Jesus, giving your life to Jesus, all of a sudden <clears throat> you become this person who actually can talk to God and God talks to you. No one can explain that. You try and explain that to the unbeliever, you'll think you're crazy. Oh, he told me he talked to God this morning. That's right. He told me that he prayed this morning and things happened. That's right. Why? Because I'm in, living in a different kingdom under different rules with different power that's operating. Amen. It can't be explained. I cannot explain. How can you explain the power of God? How can you explain the love of God to anybody who doesn't know it? But it works. That's part of the mystery of coming in from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. It's a mystery. But you're in it. So it's no mystery. We shouldn't be surprised when we can get results that are completely different to the world. Most Christians don't even move in that realm. Most Christians are content just getting normal results like we got last week and the year before and the year before. But we're going to heaven. Hallelujah. Well, that's great. But how about getting some results while we live on planet Earth? Wouldn't that be good? Wouldn't that encourage one another? Hallelujah. Fasting might just be the very thing that will help you and do that. Satan is frightened of fasting because it operates at a completely, a completely different wavelength, spiritual wavelength to the norm. Amen. It turns impossibilities into possibilities. Now, let me just cover this. At the end of your fast, you will receive an assurance. Let me just cover this. So you pray for something, right? You fast for something. You get it. You should get an assurance. If you don't get an assurance in your fast, break your fast. It will come to an end for a few days and then start again until you get an assurance. So there should be some kind of assurance that you get in your fast. Watch for that. Have an objective when you fast. Don't just go in with an objective. Write it down in your diary. You can refer to it. And the reason for that is that you're concentrating your fast on a specific thing or specific things. Now, someone said this. He says, I heard someone say that he had 14 things which I believe God wants me to do in this life. So this guy sat down and he says, okay, there's 14 things that I really believe God wants me to do while I live. That's quite good, isn't it? He says, when I have finished them, I'm ready to go home. It's a great statement. And every time I fast and pray, I hold that in my hand and I pray. 14 things before he goes to be with Jesus. If you're not, he says, if you're not, if you are facing a problem that is remarkably troubling you, fast and pray. List it down. I have my normal one day a week fast, but on special occasions occur. I have an additional fast for that, for that occasion. That's incredible. See, maybe, maybe if we did that, maybe if we wrote these things down, these are things I'd like to do in life. Maybe you've only got three points. Or five points. Maybe you've got 20 points. But maybe you should write them down and, and start this fast to bring those things before the Lord. Amen. And then maybe have times of fasting when you can go back to that again and say, okay, well, you know, one, two, and three has happened, but I really need four to happen, or five, six, and seven. 
So what I'm saying is that maybe a regular fast is a good thing to take off these items. Because the reason for that is that the enemy gets a sense, he gets a sense of the destiny that God has got for your life, of the things that God would like you to achieve. He gets a sense for that. Especially if you've been prophetic words spoken over your life and as a response, he he, kind of knows all of that stuff. So what he'll do is he'll try and get those things, those mountains that's got to be removed for you to fulfill your destiny. He'll try and get you not to face those or never to face the kind of obstacles in your personal life that you don't want to deal with. Amen? That's his strategy. He says, don't, don't worry about that. It's not a big deal. Or, you know, don't worry about that because you'll never achieve that. That was never in your list in any case. So he'll, he'll, he'll come along with these things and, and a lot of these things will just remain there as huge mountains in your life until you know how to deal with them. Fasting and prayer will definitely help you to remove those and fulfill your destiny. So there's destiny involved in this. I might teach this this year on glorification, but there's ver- something very powerful about the glory of God that is released through destiny fulfilled. In fact, there's nothing like the glory of God released through destiny fulfilled. There's incredible power in this. So you have to deal with these issues. Amen. All right. So, <clears throat> so attitude when you fast. God says, if it's, in, if it's in the Word, don't give up. Don't stop until you get it. You deserve it. You deserve a good life in God. Thanks for your enthusiasm. I get one amen. You deserve a good life in God. He says He's come to give you abundant life. I'm not talking about being silly. Because there's some people preach as just, you want a good life in God, you'll have to tackle some stuff that God wants to tackle in your life. Amen. It just doesn't happen. You know? <laughs> we pee every week. We're having a party every week. Come on, man. There is parties in God, but some of the parties. <laughs> you go to a party, and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, maybe you, you like to drink, and you go to a party and it's a dry party, you're disappointed, right? Or, or you go to a party and you go to a wedding and there's no music. It disappoints. Everybody walks about just drab. Amen. Well, sometimes there's parties in God which may feel a little bit like that. Where there's no drinking, there's no dancing, it's just no food. That's a good one, Bob. You should be preaching. <clears throat> no food, it's just <clears throat> enter into the party mode this week. <laughs> Someone help me here. Someone help me. Come on, we're in this together, right? Enter into the party mode this week. There might not be any drinking, there might not be any eating, there might not be or much eating, there might not be any television, there might not be this, and that. but hey man, this is going to be the best party you've ever been to. Because when this party's over, you're going to walk out there and say, whoa, I'm glad I went. I didn't really want to go because, oh, da, 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 da. but I'm so glad that I went. Amen. Because something was achieved at the party. Okay, so <clears throat> one of the things I really want to finish with this month is praying in this, and pr- we've been talking about prayer and I get such great response from the teaching last week and f- also from the fellowship we had, it was fantastic. We'll do more of that. But I want to talk a little bit about praying in the Spirit because this will encourage you. And we're doing good for time, not doing bad at all. Turn in your <clears throat> Bibles to 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 4. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 4. So I've left this 
message till the last one in this month of, <clears throat> excuse me, of, uh, of prayer. Now, <clears throat> God has, has been amazing to us in that he's given us the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? He's the third person of the Godhead, right? He is God on the planet. He is God in your life. He is God who is contained within you. Someone should get a little bit excited about that. He is God who leads you and guides you. He is God who never leaves you. He, he is God who comforts you. So the Holy Spirit, God has given us the Holy Spirit. Jesus was basically saying, you think th- things are good now, you should see when the Holy Spirit's going to come, you guys are going to have a ball. It's going to be fantastic. Things are going to be so different. You're going to love it. You think it's been good with me being here? I'm paraphrasing. Wait till he comes. Because when he comes, man, you're going to go to a different level. Amen. So we got the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit comes along, and we, you know, we know how to pray in English, like Kirsty said earlier. And, and now he's given us this incredible language where we pray in another language. It's not anything known on the planet, but you can go to Timbuktu. And you can hear guys praying there that don't even speak your language and you'll pick up right away that that's praying in the Spirit. So he's given us this incredible language to communicate back to him again. So the certain things happen when we start to use this amazing language. This is not something just to fill in your time. This is not so I can pray in the Spirit. Whoopee. I'm, I'm, I'm so powerful. Because I prayed in the Spirit. No, no, no. It, it's, it's more than that, which I'm going to show you right now. It's much more than that. But all of us should desire to receive this gift. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't give you this gift just for fun. Say, oh, by the way, you can have it. You can have it if you want. We should desire this. It's a gift from God, right? If God walked into the room today, if Jesus walked into the room today, and, and, and he had a big bag of gifts... And he said, I've got a gift for every one of you. And we knew it was Jesus. Wouldn't you get excited? Yeah, you would forget about me. You'd be running up to the... (laughs) You you want your gift, right? This is a gift from God. It's a gift from God. Now, so, first thing he says here is, now watch what happens. It's so powerful. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4. He says here... um, uh, I probably got this wrong. 14 verse 4. Now there it's there. He says, He who speaks in, in a tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. So the first thing I want you to see here is that when you pray in the Spirit, however you do it, when you pray in the Spirit, you need to know some stuff. You need to know, number one, that you're edifying yourself. Do you know what this literally means from the Greek? It means that you're building a superstructure on the inside. A spiritual superstructure on the, in the inside. It's a platform from which you can operate in the spirit. A platform, a spiritual house. So what does it mean? It means that your spirit gets strong on the inside. That's what you need more than anything else, man. More than your mental capability of reading the word and trying to interpret stuff, you need you need this. This is what you need. You need that that spiritual inside insight. Inside insight into stuff. 
Because then when you read the Word of God, it will make sense. Then when you open up the Bible, you'll be led to the right places. Amen? So you're edifying yourself. So if you know nothing else, if you're just praying in the Spirit, first of all, you have to know that. I am now edifying myself. What does that mean? There's a superstructure being built in the inside of me. This is good for me. This is something God wants. Number two is this. It says in 1 Corinthians 14.2, and I'll read from the Living Bible. It says, But if your gift is that of being able to speak in tongues, that is, to speak in languages you haven't learned, you will be talking to God, but to no others. Since they won't be able to understand you, you will be speaking by the power of the Spirit. And it will be a secret. I want to open this up. So when you pray in tongues, when you pray in the Spirit, it's a secret. You're praying mysteries. Do you know what mysteries are? Mysteries are secret truths. Mysteries are hidden things. Now, mysteries are religious secrets pertaining to kingdom stuff. I want you to get a hold of this. They're kingdom secrets pertaining to kingdom stuff. When you want to try and understand mysteries that have baffled you in your life, you tap into this mystery. Because that's what you're... You, you start to open up into the mysterious realm when you pray in the Spirit. You're praying mysteries. You're praying stuff that you don't even know has affected you very often. Isn't that quite exciting? You start, you start moving into realm. didn't even know that that was affecting me. The Holy Spirit will start to highlight some of those areas in your life. These mysteries. Praying in the Spirit will bring clarity. Clarity brings strategy. Strategy brings breakthroughs. And breakthroughs bring success. Amen. Those are the four things that when you pray, you're praying mysteries. Now the devil can't understand these mysteries and it drives them crazy. This is, this is incredible. When you pray in the Spirit, the devil has no idea what you're praying about. He's no idea what you're communicating between you and God, and neither do you. This is what makes it a mystery. This is what's incredible about it. You pray things actually God wants you to pray, instead of praying things that you want to pray. Amen? It's like this. So you and I, all of us, we've got a list of stuff we think is important. On our prayer list, we've got a list of stuff. And as we go into normal prayer, prayer we usually pick out the stuff that we've put at the top. Of the pile, right? So we'll pick out that top one. And that's what we pray. Second one, third one, usually. Every day. But when you pray in the Spirit, God says, Tom, you know what? Like I mentioned earlier, there's something I want you to pray about that's in the bottom drawer that you're not even aware of. So what the Holy Spirit does when you pray in the Spirit, He brings out the bottom drawer and puts it in, puts it in the top. You're not even aware of it. But you then start to pray the priority that is necessary for your life to pray over. You're not even aware of that. 
You know? So what you're doing is, this is why it's such a powerful dimension of prayer. You're actually praying the perfect will of God. Now, for, to be praying the perfect will of God, you've got to be praying the perfect plan of God for your life, which is not necessarily the way you pray in, in, in English. Not necessarily. It might be. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that. So what you do is you're bringing out the stuff that is really important to him because he knows stuff that you don't know. Amen? He knows what you should be praying for. So he will take that thing out and put it in the top. You're just praying. You don't know what you're praying, but you're just praying. But you're praying. That's the part of the mystery. You're praying the mystery that's been hidden that affects your life. That's why you don't have to, you don't have to necessarily always look for results when you pray in the Spirit. You just pray in the Spirit. But you have to know that these things are operational when you pray. Otherwise you'll just, oh, well, I prayed in the Spirit. No, it's okay, I guess. Pastor Tom told me to pray in the Spirit. You need to put these facts that I'm giving you. In fact, I'll put these points up on Family Matters this week. So you can get these points. But you need to be aware of these things when you pray. These, are, these things are actually happening to me right now. This is big. This is huge. So you're praying <clears throat> that priority. You build yourself up, it says in Jude 20, but you, well, this is powerful. <clears throat> but you, beloved, build yourself up on your foundation of your most holy faith. Continually progress, rise like an edifice higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. That's Jude 20. I think I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. So you're building yourself up, watch this now, in your most holy faith. That's what the Bible says, right? You're building yourself up in your most holy faith. We know that only faith pleases God, is that right? Without faith it is impossible to please God. We know that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So when you pray in the Spirit... There is a supernatural building up of faith. Watch this. Now, how does it work? How does it work? When you pray in the Spirit, it says that you're building yourself up in your most holy faith. I'm going to go through this real slow because I want us to get this. You're building yourself up in your most holy faith. This was a revelation to me this week. So you're praying in the Spirit. Bible says you're building yourself up in your most holy faith. Right? How does it work then? Am I being built up in my holy faith? But I thought faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's right. So how does the two things connect? Well, when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will take the word of God that's inside you and increase your faith regarding it when you bring it out again. I thought that was good. When you pray in the Spirit, that I'll write down what I've got here. I'll speak what I've got. There is a supernatural building up of faith regarding the word you already know. Amen. I don't know how it works, but it's a secret weapon. See, because... Here's, power, here's a powerful thing. Because God asks us to pray something we don't understand. It's, it seems crazy, doesn't it? So we pray something we do not understand. In that act, it's an operation of faith. Isn't it? You pray, you pray, and you don't know what's going on. It's an operation. So God says, okay, Tom. 
So you're actually doing this by faith. You have no idea what's going on. You have no idea with the results. You're doing it because I've asked you to do it. You're just being plainly obedient. But because you're operating and exercising faith, praying in the Spirit, God will reward you in the same area of faith. Come on, man, that's powerful. God will reward you with faith because you're operating in faith. Amen? So what faith do you have? The Word of God. So when you go to the Word of God, because you've been operating in the Spirit, when you open up the Word of God, your faith regarding that Word will increase. That makes sense? Because he'll, he'll reward you with that which you've exercised obedience in. It's the same, the principles happen everywhere in the Bible. Given it shall be given unto you. You know, forgiven, you will be forgiven. All that kind of stuff. So, now here's the bit you've been waiting for, and I know you're going to love this last point. You've been pleading with me to share this point with you. You're just going to love this. Hey, 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 thank you, Jesus. And I'll close with this, because if I don't, there'll be a riot. <laughs> I'm going to read to you. Can we go to... Um, Romans 8, Romans 8, Romans 8, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read to you from verse 13, Romans 8, 13. It says, in Romans 8, 13, it says, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. Okay? Is anybody excited about that? It's in the Bible. <laughs> but, if you, but if by the Spirit... But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Amen? Let me read it to you in the Amplified Bible. It says, For if you are living according to the impulses of the flesh, you are going to die. But if you are living by the power of the Holy Spirit, you are habitually putting to death, making extinct, deadening, the evil deeds prompted by the body, you shall really and genuinely live forever. Amen. Now, how do we connect this with praying in the Spirit? Praying in the Spirit will awaken your consciousness to fleshly things. Amen. You didn't like that very much. I know you do, but praying in the Spirit will awaken your consciousness to fleshly things. You will become aware of things that are in God's priority list for you to deal with. So the, the, the key to this whole thing is actually, it's always God trying to improve you, God trying to embedder you, if that's a word. Amen. So what God does is God says, there's a stumbling block here in your life, Tom. So what I'd like to do is I'd like us to deal with this. Praying in the Spirit is one of the areas that God will bring to your attention. So you pray in the Spirit and you, you, start to, you start to see things in your life that, that doesn't please God. Amen. And you start to deal with those things. And from God's perspective, this is the result that He wants more than the result that you want from the prayer about stuff that you're praying for. Amen. 
<laughs> I'm not tricking you now. It's true. It's true. So if you boil this, all this stuff down, it basically comes to that. Yeah, we want deliverances. We want breakthroughs. We want this, we want that, we want everything else. But what we actually want is to be more like Jesus, right? And that's really what we want to be like. Because we know if we can... So, so, so there may be issues then. See, it, it's not a party you're going to remember. There's no drink. There's no dancing. There's no music. There's no food. You may say, I don't want that. That's what you need. Because at that party, God will deal with your life. So then, this week, maybe that's the thing we should prioritize and think about more than anything else, is God. This is not a condemnation thing, but this is a reality check. We need to, we need to speak the entire word of God and not just part of it that really suits us, that really is nice and everything's good. We need to speak the full counsel of God. This is the full counsel of God I believe I'm giving you this morning. God wants to deal in all of our lives in areas that don't please Him. And He does that in a way that I could never do that as your pastor or even your best friend. He doesn't come with a sledgehammer. He comes and he gently says, Tom, you probably know already before you enter into this fast the areas that he's probably going to deal with, right? You probably know already. Someone can say amen more than Barbara. You probably know already. (laughs) You probably know already. Don't drag yourself to the party, man. Amen? When you go to the party, put your makeup on. (laughs) When you go to the party, put your best dress on. Shine your shoes, boys. Clean your teeth. Don't walk in there, oh, it's going to be a terrible week. It's going to be really bad. Let it be a great time with God. That's what he says about fasting and prayer, you know. Don't be like the hypocrites. The way, they, the way they stand in the corners there and everybody knows how miserable they are because they're praying. And that's not, that's not the party that God's invited you to. This is a great party time. It's a party time that basically only you and God can attend. That's the only thing. So you don't go with your mates. You go in on your own. You come out on your own. You go in and you close the door. You shut yourself. Is, am I getting this message through this morning? You shut the door and it's just you and him. And have a party. Amen. Have a, have a ball. Enjoy God. That's the way it's supposed to work. Amen. He's invited you to this party and we've just called it this week. So it's going to be really, really good. And I'll be praying for you. I've already started a partial fast this last week, um, but I'll start my fast really properly tomorrow. And uh, it's going to be a great time. We are privileged, man, you know, living in this time with the freedom that we've got to do what we've got to do. We are absolutely, incredibly, thank God you've got the health and strength to come here this morning. And we've prayed over the blood. The blood, we've converted bad blood into good blood this morning. Simple prayer. We don't have to go crazy. We have to believe it's the authority issue like I've been speaking about over this last month. It's the authority issue. You have to walk in that. You are somebody in God. You have the authority to not have a, have a better year than last year, to have a great year. But you have to be prompted by the Spirit and led by the Spirit. Amen. Let's stand as we just kind of close.
Well, we, we weren't too bad on time. I got two sermons done, which I don't normally do. And I think that was okay. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Now, what we're going to do is just pray, pray a simple prayer. Thanks, Sigmund. Thank you so much. So good having you back, man. Um, <clears throat> is everybody excited? Yes. Are you smiling? Yes. Why don't we smile at God? Just <laughs> we should smile at you know we should we should we should smile and let God know we're excited about this week. Amen. Smiling at God. Hallelujah. We become so religious at times. Not us, but praise God. Now, I couldn't close this meeting unless I ask a couple of things just to segment quietly, please, there. Number one, is there anybody in this church that's come into this church today? This has probably sounded to you crazy. You don't know what this guy's talking about. But you know in your heart something's taking place. It's a mystery. The mystery of God is this. You don't necessarily understand. You don't necessarily agree with everything you hear when you come into a church. But something takes place in your heart. That's the mystery. It's the Holy Spirit doing something in your life. Saying respond. If you're here this morning and you're in that category, you're saying, you know, Tom, I've never responded to God before. I've never given Jesus my life before. This is your morning. You were brought to this church by God, not by man, not by anything else but God. God brought you here this morning. Don't walk out without asking Jesus to come into your life. Guys, this is the time. This is the moment right now. Please, please don't put this off. Please respond to God this morning. I'm talking to someone here this morning. If you're here and you're saying, Tom, that's me. I've never, I've never actually asked Jesus to come into my life. I want to pray with you this morning. We would all love to pray with you and rejoice with you this morning. Is there anybody here and you're saying, Tom, that's me. I've never accepted Jesus before, but I would like to do that this morning. If there is someone like that, just put your hand up right now so I can pray for you. Let's, let's have every head bowed, every eye closed just for a moment. Is there anybody here and you're saying, Tom, that's me. I, I want prayer. I want Jesus to come into my life. I want to submit my life to God. I want to follow God. I want to turn away from the life that I've been having. And I want to follow Jesus. I want this to be a different year. Is there anyone here and you're saying, Tom, that's me. Just put your hand up so I can pray for you this morning. Is there anyone? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, we spoke about praying in the Spirit. Is there anybody that would like to be baptized in the Holy Spirit that would like to receive that gift this morning? We're going to lay hands on you and you're going to receive that gift this morning. You don't have to leave, feel left out this week. Baptism in the Holy Spirit? Wonderful. Anybody else that wants to be baptized in the Holy Ghost? Pray in a heavenly language. Is there anyone? Just come out right now so I can pray for you. Just come out right now. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? Just come out right now. Pastor Jim, please just come and join us. Warren and Bernice, just come and join us. Thank you, Lord. 
Is there anybody else? Just come out right now. Anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. This young woman that came to visit us this morning, you're born again and you're spirit-filled? Awesome. Okay, what we're going to do is this. I don't want anyone moving around right now. I want us to be in agreement and prayer, focused right now. We're going to pray for these precious people. And we're going to pray for that gift to be released in their lives right now. So that they can pray in the Spirit. That powerful, powerful gift. In Jesus' name. Guys, just, just, just look at me for a minute. When we pray for you, what's going to happen is this. We'll pray a simple prayer for the baptism. But you've got to do something. It's always God and man. You've got to open up your mouth and speak that language. He will fill you from your tummy, but you've got to open up your mouth and speak it. Does that make sense? It doesn't. Ju- if you keep your mouth closed, then you, nothing happens. But you will, you will speak that heavenly language this morning. You want it as well? Praise God. So we're just going to pray for you this morning. And it's going to happen in Jesus' name. Say this with me right now. God, I ask you to baptize me in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I receive it now in Jesus' name. Okay, so we're going to pray. This has been another podcast from Sydney Life Church. For more teaching and resources, please head to our website, sydneylifechurch.com.